Welcome back to Mortgage Genomics Canada. I'm your host, Marco Gello. I'm a duly licensed mortgage broker in British Columbia and Alberta. Born and raised in Calgary, currently living in North Vancouver. If you're from either of these provinces and require any mortgage-related services, please do not hesitate to contact me. Call or text me right now at 604-800-9593. 604-800-9593. One application, one credit check, and access to Canada's top lenders. All right, welcome back, everyone. Today's headliner topic, I'm going to talk about qualifying for a mortgage as a BC provincial nominee. But before we get to that, here's what's on my mind this week. Got some rental statistics for you here. Um, Average monthly rent bumped up to $1,769 per month in September. This is for the entire country. And this is the fifth consecutive month that it has increased, dating back to April when it was $1,675 per month. But rent is still down from the pre-COVID era in September 2019 when it was $185 higher at $1,954 a month. Top of the list in the rental market in Canada is, you guessed it, it's Vancouver. Rounding out at $2,155 for one bedroom, which, by the way, is equivalent to the mortgage payment for a $490,000 mortgage. And a whopping $2,932 per month for a two-bedroom, which is equivalent to the mortgage payment for a $680,000 mortgage. So if you're paying almost three grand in rent, you officially now know what it feels like to own a $680,000 mortgage. Except, in the mortgage, you are actually retaining some of that monthly payment as principal. You're building equity. Um, Yeah, like any chance I get to encourage and motivate people to get into the market, I'm going to take it. So there's just one little argument there. You know, three grand a month is equivalent to a $680,000 mortgage. That is insane. So if you're paying that $3,000 a month rent right now, um, first of all, yeah, that's equivalent to the $608,000 mortgage. But even more so when it comes to a rental payment, think of it as paying 100% interest. Okay, like every cent is going to your landlord. At least with a mortgage, a portion of it goes towards your equity. So yeah, there's the interest going to the bank, but then there's that principal portion and it's building up your equity. So yeah, bye, bye, bye. Get in the market as soon as possible. Do whatever you got to do. Save up for that down payment. Um, I don't think it's going to get any easier to get in. So, um, yeah, find a way. Get in. Three cheers for New Zealand. This is amazing. And it's something that I am personally hoping will come this way here in Vancouver. They've basically defeated the the NIMBY, NIMBYism not in my backyard movement and uh, and have put forward a motion to amend what they, they, they call their resource management amendment bill which will introduce new intensification rules uh, with intensification allowing up to three homes three stories high to be built on most land parcels without consent crazy crazy good they estimate that this will increase supply 
to up to 106,000 new homes in the next five to eight years. This is what it takes. 100,000 homes is, is something that will put a dent in the housing supply. The policy is expected to come into play as early as August 2022. Even more interesting is that this policy has come about by both the party in power and the opposition party agreeing to it. So they, they both felt without hesitation that this is the best possible solution. Um, they, they've declared this a housing crisis and they're working together. Here's what the leader of the opposition party, her name is Judith Collins, had to say uh, to those who are worried that reduced regulation would result in a community losing its character. So she goes on to say, To those I say this, our communities lose their character when people can't afford to own their home. Stronger communities are formed when families can own their own home, and it is in the interests of all Kiwis to live in a property-owning community, where people put down anchors in their community and have a stake in local affairs, where kids get to stay at the same school, where the politics of envy aren't fueled by rapidly rising house prices, where our children can afford to buy a home and start a family, and growing up in a property-owning democracy. I like it. Good for them. Um, you don't really hear about solutions of how we can increase supply. In fact, you never hear about it. So this is really awesome. Um, I'm not saying we should go for the super dense pathway like like New Zealand is proposing here, allowing people to go full on, like carte blanche, allowing them to build up to three, three-story homes on one land parcel. But hey, why not allow something similar here? Maybe, maybe we can start with allowing single-family dwellings to upzone to duplex without consent. And I, I know one part of Vancouver did that, but I, I don't know how that's going. Or and the ability to scale up, provided they comply with some type of densification guideline, which we have nothing. There's no talk about this. Um, it's just not happening here. So yeah, good on New Zealand. And as far as Vancouver, I bet it's just a matter of time, I hope, um, for something similar to come this way. Um, we need that middle in this city. And, and at the moment, it's all either 20-story condo buildings or high-priced or, or high-priced homes. Nothing or very little in between. And, and one more thing, I, I think everyone was banking on the, the baby boomers to simultaneously sell off their properties and uh, move into retirement homes or move down south or, or whatever. And magically, this would somehow balance our market by providing a steady stream of supply. But here's the thing, that's not happening. Baby boomers and, and even the generation older than them, they're not selling their properties. And some are even buying more of it. And many and most of them are choosing to simply live out their remaining lives in their homes. So we do. We have a supply crisis here. And um, hopefully we, we trend in the right direction and, and we do something about this. Let's do this, Vancouver. Let's begin and discuss this week's headliner. Qualifying for a mortgage as a BC provincial nominee. Hey there. 
Just wanted to break away from the episode to give you a little background about my brokerage and give you an idea of the team behind me that helps get your mortgage completed without a hitch and on time. The brokerage is called Home Financing Solutions and it's a franchise of the Mortgage Center, which by the way is the pioneer of mortgage brokerages in Canada, established back in 1989. Back then, things were a little different. It used to take weeks to fund a mortgage and the application process was grueling and labor intensive. But that was then and this is now. The process of getting approved and into your home or prompt access to your equity is seamless and swift. Absolutely every step of our process features the latest technology to collect, gather, adjudicate and safely store your information. The end result is speed, service and quality solutions. But we also recognize that technology is only as good as the human that is operating it. So not only will you experience the best that technology has to offer, you can also expect personalized follow-ups from Kelly and Justin, who are valuable members of my team. The three of us love what we do and continuously look forward to taking your calls and helping you accomplish your real estate goals. Call or text me at 604-800-9593, 604-800-9593, or look me up at homefinancingsolutions.ca. One application, one credit check, and access to Canada's top lenders. And now, back to the episode. One of the many challenges for a growing economy is having an adequate supply of skilled and qualified people to meet labor market needs. To address this ongoing challenge, British Columbia has created a program in conjunction with the federal government that strategically selects and nominates a limited number of prospective immigrants for permanent resident status in Canada. The program is known as the BC Provincial Nominee Program, and there are its equivalents uh, across Canada and every province as well. In 2020, the number of nominees allocated for the province of British Columbia was 6,750, of which 6,251 were actually awarded. Full allocation was not achieved due to the COVID pandemic impact. The program has maintained its pace into 2021 and is expected to carry on for years to come. Um, Advantage of becoming a BC provincial nominee. The biggest advantage by far from a real estate perspective um, of being selected as a BC provincial nominee is that you are exempt from paying the foreign buyer tax on real estate. So depending on, on which province you're intending to move into Canada, um, many cities do not uh, have foreign buyer tax. But uh, for the sake of this podcast episode, uh, we're talking about Vancouver and surrounding area where they do the foreign buyer taxes imposed on these regions. Here are the eligibility criteria for a BC provincial nominee to qualify for the foreign tax exemption must be a confirmed BC Provincial nominee when the property transfer is registered with the land title office. The property must only be used as your principal residence, cannot be an income generating rental property. The property must transfer or register to the individual, the BC Provincial nominee. Here are the regions in British Columbia where the foreign buyer tax applies. The Capital Regional District, Fraser Valley Regional District, Metro Vancouver Regional District, Regional District of Central Okanagan, and finally the Regional District of Nanaimo. Quick recap on foreign buyer tax. A property transfer tax that is payable upon the completion date of your property purchase in addition to the standard property transfer tax. The tax rate, foreign buyer tax rate, is 20%. That's right, 20%. 
2020-20. And it is applicable to everyone other than Canadian citizens, permanent resident holders, and confirmed BC provincial nominees. So just those three groups are exempt from it. You could uh, click on a link that I have within the notes of this episode uh, to be directed to the BC government website for complete details. Here is the complete outlay of how a property transfer tax, um, the PTT, is calculated in British Columbia. So this is simply the property transfer tax, not the foreign buyer tax. So what I'm about to read out to you is the property transfer tax. And in addition to this, you pay 20%. That's the foreign buyer tax. So the PTT, 1% of the purchase price on the first 200,000, then 2% of the purchase price that exceeds 200,000, but does not exceed 2 million, 3% of the purchase price that exceeds 2 million, and since February 21st, 2018, an additional 2% on the portion of the fair market value that is greater than 3 million, if the property is class one property as determined by BC assessment, which most of them are, Thus, the basic property transfer tax on residential property over 3 million is now 5%. Plus, the additional PTT equal to 20% of the purchase price where the property is class one and is located within the boundaries of Capital Regional District, Fraser Valley Regional District, Metro Vancouver Regional District, Regional District of Central Okanagan, and the Regional District of Nanaimo. So that's a lot of tax. Um, And with the BC Provincial Nominee Program, uh, you have the ability to become exempt from that big, big sucker there, the 20% one. Can BC provincial nominees qualify for a mortgage? Yes, absolutely they can. A BC provincial nominee is eligible to qualify for a mortgage in Canada. Here are the key mortgage qualification criteria to be aware of when qualifying for a mortgage as a BC provincial nominee. You can purchase a property with as little as 5% down payment, but only for purchases under $1 million. For purchases that are $1 million or greater, the down payment increases to 20% and potentially higher depending on how large your purchase price is. The down payment can reach up to 35% for purchases that exceed $2.5 million. Must have relocated to Canada within the past 2 to 5 years. Must be employed for a minimum of 3 months. Full income confirmation is required. Recent pay stub and employment letter. A 90-day history of your down payment funds are required. For example, bank statements, investment statements, and that sort of thing. If you are unable to provide a 90-day history, then prepare to explain where the funds were derived from along with an applicable documentation, uh, a document list to verify so. So for example, if you've sold a property and you're using the funds for the down payment and that's happened um, less than 90 days or, or perhaps even an estate settlement. If you've recently moved to or are planning to relocate to Canada, um, there's a link in the episode notes here that could uh, direct you to my website and you can begin your mortgage pre-approval process or you can simply call or text me at 604-800-9593. That's all I got for you today. Call or text me anytime if you have any mortgage questions at all, especially if you're in British Columbia or Alberta as I'm licensed to service these specific provinces. And especially if you are from Vancouver or Calgary as I'm very familiar with these markets. And of course, I welcome calls and emails from all over the world for those that are in the process of or are currently planning to relocate to immigrate or immigrate to Canada from elsewhere. So call or text me at 604-800-9593. Or you can visit my website at homefinancingsolutions.ca. Thank you again for tuning into Mortgage Genomics Canada. Stay well, everyone. Talk again soon.